That's uh, really what I want to talk to you a little bit about this morning, this concept, gifts to the world. Gifts to the world. As he is a gift, Jesus, so are we a gift. As he is a gift, so are we a gift. So I want to speak to you about gifts to the world. And uh, it's really, really uh, important that we understand everything in terms of our relationship with the Father is gifted to us. You don't earn it. You don't qualify for it. You don't have to qualify to stay connected, really. Jesus did it all. And this is the beautiful, beautiful thing about understanding the gift God gave us in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but most of us, I think, like gifts. Most of us uh, remember different gifts throughout our lives that people might have given us, maybe at a birthday. or I remember even as a little kid, the first time my dad gave me a basketball, you know, and different gifts through my life. And, uh, you know, it's interesting about gifts. Every gift I've received, which I appreciate, I can describe it. I can tell you about it. I can tell you the color of, of it. I can describe what it does. I could tell you its value. Even throughout our ministry, you know, the years of mutual faith, I was thinking... When Heidi and I uh, moved back to the States, our first year of marriage, we lived overseas in Africa and then did work in the Middle East. We moved back to uh, America in June or thereabouts of 1984. And uh, I had this concept, mutual faith burning in my spirit, where people could join their faith together to share the love of the Lamb. And so we bought an old car for $3,600, and I drove around America for six months. And I asked God to show people that I was carrying something. And uh, God always, you know, provided. I remember I was in Mississippi somewhere, and this guy handed me a $100 bill. Now, I thought, man, it's like a million dollars. I couldn't believe it. It was a gift. Guy didn't know me from nobody. And yet he, he handed me a... I, I remember that, but I can describe it. I remember the first meetings we had in this small church in uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, or that area is actually in Three Rivers, uh, Michigan. And this, this beautiful brother took us in and we did like a, a four-day meeting from a, like a Sunday to a Wednesday or something. And I thought, man, somebody's invited me to preach. It was amazing. And I'll never forget, he gave me the offering for those days. It was like 800 and some dollars. I thought, man, 800 and some, it was a gift. But he was so poor we stayed in his home, and I remember opening his refrigerator. He had nothing in his refrigerator. I gifted the money back to his family. I said, this is the first offering of our ministry. I gift it back to you. He was, he was astonished that I would, I would give him my gift. See, God gave you a gift in Christ that's astonishing. It's an indescribable gift. I know through the years of ministry, building large campuses and Buying facilities that, you know, make no sense to the, to the natural thinking. But when you're prompted by the Lord, you, you do these crazy decisions. By the way, I just got a, a text or something, a WhatsApp message uh, while we're worshiping the Lord uh, from our team leader in Beirut, Lebanon. I'm not going to listen to it yet because I'm sure it has something to do with, uh, is going to astonish me a little bit because we're working on something there that's crazy. But anyway, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let maybe second service know about it, and I might let nobody know about it. Hallelujah. But, anyway. but you know, gifts are, gifts are uh, I remember different people through the years, even recently, people sent us a gift that like delivered us. But I can tell you how much the gift was. I can describe it. See, here's what's beautiful about gifts. Gifts to the world. As Jesus is a gift, so are we. Look at the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 15. 
2 Corinthians 9, verse 15, the Bible says, Thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. Thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. What God gave us in Christ is indescribable. It has no human language to fully express it. God gave us Jesus, and in Jesus Christ, we are gifted the righteousness of God. It amazes me. I don't know how to explain to people that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. It makes no human sense, but I have been gifted the gift of righteousness. It's an indescribable gift. God gave Jesus as a gift to you. God gave Jesus... As a gift to you. Thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. An indescribable gift. Every other gift I've ever received, I can tell you about it. I can describe it. Recently, I bought Heidi, uh, my wife, some jewelry because our, our home was robbed about two years ago. And the thieves took all her, her jewelry. And it's not that she had a lot of nice jewelry or anything, but it was just memorable jewelry through the years. I would buy her little, you know, trinkets and things. Because I'm not much of a big spender. You know what I mean? I just am not real good at all that kind of stuff. But I decided, okay, I'm going to... I told her, I said, don't worry about it, Heidi. You know, you know, God's, God's on our side. And you hang out with me another 35 years. I believe I'll get it all replenished. Hallelujah. You just... <laughs> No, no big deal. Anyway, I went to the jewelry store and I bought her a couple pieces of jewelry that were nicer pieces. Like some earrings and a little bracelet or something. And so I gave her this and she was surprised that I would go pick out jewelry for her. And she, she loved it and that I would spend some money on her. But, but even as much as she liked that gift, she can describe the gift. What God gives you in Christ is indescribable. It's an indescribable gift. I'm astonished that I'm righteous before the Father. It's got nothing to do with me. It, it's, it's a gift I've received. I've received the gift of righteousness. Thanks be unto God for His indescribable gift. Look at John 3.16, the, the most famous Bible verse of Scripture. It says, for God so loved the world, He, he gave her, He gifted His only begotten Son. He gifted the Lamb of God that whoever believes in the gift, whoever believes in Jesus, in the Son, should not perish but have everlasting life. Everything we have with the Father is, is gift-based. It has nothing to do with merit. Nothing. It has nothing to do with your effort. His, it, it has nothing to do really with your behavior. It has nothing to do with nothing but the astonishment of the gift that's indescribable that you receive. And the gift has no negative side effect. See, a lot of time that people that develop their relationship with God based on themselves, they're always inspecting themselves. And no wonder life looks so dreary. No wonder they're always depressed. They're looking at themselves. They're inspecting themselves. Are they doing enough? Are they working enough? Are they praying enough? Did they witness enough? Did they whatever enough? And of course, no, you didn't. But your righteousness is gifted to you. Your relationship with God is an indescribable gift. It has no negative side effects. It has no negative attachments. Look at the next verse, says John three seventeen. God did not send His Son, the gift, into the world to condemn the world. The gift has no condemnation attached to it. 
but that the world through Jesus, the gift, might be saved. And this is the beautiful thing about an indescribable gift. It makes no sense to the natural mind. The natural man considers it foolishness or crazy. But this is the beauty to me in believing that God gifts us everything of himself. I still can't fully describe it. I, I don't know how to let people know. They just know I'm a little goofy. The gift influences me. It affects me. But it's an indescribable gift. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And it's got nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with me being in Him. I am in Him. And faith is the only thing that put me there. I just believe by faith I am in Him. That the blood is speaking on my behalf. And now I can live accordingly. I can live with His life, His nature. And that's the beautiful, beautiful thing. Speaking of negative attachments, some few weeks ago uh, on a Saturday morning I was home. Uh, we live in Southern California and I got up and my normal, my normal routine when I get up is say, oh, thank God I'm sucking air, hallelujah. It's a new day, you know. God's given me another day to receive His love. So that's what I do. I take time and I be loved. I take time and I say, thank you, Father, I receive your love today. I receive what you've done for me. I receive your grace, your mercy, your favor today. Everything today has been gifted to me. And I say, thank you. And then I get up and I'll, I'll, I'll check my schedule. I'll go through actually some maybe little devotional type things. And then I'll uh, go through my emails, for example. There was an email that came that said my, my uh, credit card was was frauded and that I lost uh, quite a bit of money and I, I did something kind of silly I was nice you know I'm, I'm kind of nice to people and so there was a pastor that really fell in hard times and he was broken and just just a beautiful 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 brother and uh, so he called me one night like 2.30 in the morning and I told Heidi I said I, I need to take this call so I took the call, and he, he was down and out and, and everything. So I gave him my credit card number and information and helped him for many weeks and uh, paid his bills and, and uh, helped him through his suffering. And it was this card, so I thought, well, maybe somehow this card got in somebody else's hand. So the, the, the email said, just, just click here, and it'll take you to a page to, to solve the problem. So I clicked it. And then I said, if you just put in this number, a certain number, you'll, it'll help you. So I did it again. Put in the, the information they wanted. And then I thought, uh-oh, yikes. I've been had. There is an attachment that's negative on this email. They're going fishing. And then fear gripped me. And if Heidi was here, she could describe what fear did to me. It made me say things and do things and pace the floor. And uh, none of you need to understand really what it fully did. So Heidi's not here to testify about it. I'm really sorry. But, but it made me mad. It made me mad. And this is what happens a lot of times to people who don't understand that the gospel is all about gift. When they think it's about them. I tell you, people can get real angry. Self-righteousness can make you angry. Your own efforts to qualify and to do. Listen, there's no negative attachments with the gospel. None. The gospel is all about gift. God gave Jesus as a gift to you. And then what Jesus does when you yield your life to him, Jesus gives you as a gift to God. Jesus re-gifts you to the Father. 
You're gift worthy. See, most of us don't think of ourselves with exceptional value. But think about this. Jesus gifts you to God. Jesus gives his best to the Father, and he gives you. In fact, go with me in your Bible to John 17, verse 9. Jesus, in his high priestly prayer, said, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me or gifted me, for they are yours. In other words, I'm giving them back to you. Verse 10 goes on to say, and all mine are yours. And yours are mine, and I'm glorified in them. In other words, Jesus, as he's preparing to go to the cross, he re-gifts us in his high priestly prayer back to the Father. God gives Jesus as a gift to you, and then Jesus gives you as a gift to God. He re-gifts you. See, Jesus has you, your, 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 the value of your life is based on him, not you. And he re-gifts you to the Father, righteous and blameless and holy and complete before him in love. He gifts you to the Father. I like to think of myself, I'm gift worthy. Not because of me. Listen, Keith Hershey in and of himself has got nothing going because of himself. But based on the gift of God in Christ, wow, I've got everything going on my behalf. Everything. God gave Jesus as a gift to me. And that's the only righteousness I have that works before the Father. It's the righteousness of the Lamb. And Jesus gives me to God and says I'm good. How do you describe that? It's indescribable. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful truth. Hallelujah. What Jesus has done for you, what Jesus has done in you, makes you extremely precious before the Father, and He chooses to gift you to God. And that's such good news. Let me show you something kind of cool. Go with me to John's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 10. John 4, verse 10. This is the story when Jesus meets the woman at the well. Now, if you read this story kind of uh, in context of the whole thing, it said Jesus needed to go through this part of town, so to speak. He needed to go through Samaria. Now, then it explains in the text that the Jewish folk and the Samaritan folk, they didn't kind of get along. They had differences. They had political differences. They had religious differences. And uh, so, so there was contention. There was strife. In society, kind of reminds me of today, huh? I mean, there's such strife. Everybody takes positions, and nobody knows how to just have conversations anymore and let people be. Just leave people to the to the love of the Lamb. Let God work and open the hearts of people. People are are, are angry. Have you noticed in our culture? And it's all over the world like this. So Jesus, similar type of situation. He meets a woman, and he wants to surprise her with himself. And he wants to do it in gift fashion. Now, he goes to somebody who doesn't have a very good resume. When she lists her resume, she was kind of naughty. She was married, the Bible says, five times. She got so tired with this covenant of marriage that the Bible says she was just shacking up with her latest dude. Right? She was cohabiting with the guy. So Jesus meets this woman where, where the community connects at the well. 
like at a coffee shop, at a, at a place, a grocery where people connect. And he starts a conversation with her. And she was taken back, you know, that a Jewish man would have a conversation with her. And uh, so they're, they're having this conversation. And Jesus answered and said to her something. Look at this in John 4.10. Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God. Now, this is what we're talking about. Gifts to the world. Jesus, as he is, we, so are we in the world. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who is speaking to you, give me a drink. You would ask of the gift. You would ask of the gift. And the gift would give you living water. Here's something that's so amazing to me. Jesus draws her attention to everything to fix her worldview of herself. doesn't have to be based on herself. Everything to fix yourself doesn't have to be based on yourself. Everything to fix yourself is based on the one you're in. It's the gift. It's the gift that's given that's indescribable, that makes no human sense. It makes no sense. Jesus sat with her. And the Bible says this lady had a testimony when she went back to her own village because after Jesus talked with her about this concept of gift righteousness and gift of substance from a different dimension or a different, you know, a different level of life, a different way of thinking, Jesus tells this lady all this stuff about herself. And, and she testifies later. In fact, she goes back to her own village after she receives, and she's happy. Now think about this woman. I bet she had a story or two, you know, the Me Too movement or whatever. I bet, you know, if, if you've been married five times, I bet they weren't all perfect marriages. I bet, some, especially if the guy she's with now, uh, she's not married to. I bet there's something un, 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 unstable about her thinking and her worldview and condemnation she must carry about everything. But she goes back to her village and she gathers all the men, it says. And then she says, I met a man. And they said, oh, no, not another one. <laughs> no, they didn't do that. <laughs> she said, I met a man who told me everything about myself. Now, think about this. What if Jesus, what if this was a little table? Yeah. And I'm sitting at the table, and Jesus is sitting. We'll believe Pastor Tom is Jesus. You've got to use your faith, I know, for that, but we'll try. <laughs> so, Pastor Tom is Jesus, and let's say Jesus tells me everything about myself. Not just what I do or don't do, the good, bad, and the ugly, but the thoughts and the intents on my heart. I mean, it could be pretty ugly. I'm just not all that top tier according to my flesh. I'm just not. So don't think too highly of me. I got no righteousness according to my humanness. I have no confidence in my flesh. None for righteousness. Uh-huh. Yeah. What, if, what if Jesus told me everything about myself? About what I do right, what I do wrong, about the motives of my heart. Yikes, about this, that could be kind of intimidating so we think but not so Jesus told the woman everything about herself and she had no condemnation do you think that Jesus could sit with you and have nothing against you do you think Jesus could sit with you and say I've covered it all I keep no record of your do you believe in that kind of a gift it takes faith to believe it 
Because it makes no human sense. But she said, I've met a man who's told me everything about myself. And she said it with joy. Could it not be the Messiah? And notice, she began to witness of a love gift that's indescribable. And the Bible says that many who heard her believed on Jesus because of her word. It's amazing to me. Do you know this woman became a soul winner without using Bible verses? This woman became a soul winner without being in church for 40 years. This woman became a soul winner without nothing but the revelation of a gift. And notice she didn't threaten anybody she witnessed to. She didn't say, you're going to hell if you don't believe it, just like I say it right now and agree to it. She didn't use the go to hell card. She didn't. I'm just saying. She talked about the astonishment of the gift. See, God gave Jesus as a gift to you. And you know what? When Jesus said in there, Jesus said, if you knew the gift, you would ask of the gift. And the gift would give you. You know, the best thing for your prayer life is not putting yourself on a schedule that I have to pray. (laughs) I've tried that one. That doesn't work real good for me. The best thing that works for my prayer life is the revelation of the gift. If you knew the gift and who it is who's speaking with you, you would ask of the gift and the gift would give you. The gift would give you. This is the way I pray these days. Now I have my season times of prayer and corporate prayer and these kind of things. But in my, I'm talking about my daily life routine. My daily life routine is being astonished with the gift of the Lamb. It's indescribable. I'm as righteous with God on my good day as on my bad day. Can you believe that? Can you believe the gift is that absolutely embraceive? It's such an amazing thing. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who's speaking unto you, you would ask of the gift. And the gift would give you everything you ever need. Hallelujah. Go with me in your Bible, if you could, to 1 Peter chapter 4. Like I said, God gave Jesus as a gift to you. And then Jesus gave you as a gift to God. All of us, you know, are placed on this planet to be astonished with His love, to receive of His love, to receive of His grace, to receive of His righteousness... And then figure out, how do, we, how do we reveal this? How do we pass this on? Sometimes it's through words. Sometimes it's through actions. But we have to understand, we're now a gift not only back to the Father that Jesus gifted us, but we're a gift to one another. We're a gift to each other. And this is, I think, so important, not just in our societies that are more and more secularized, but in our church community. We need to, we need to be aware of one another's uh, pain points. And just be there. And help people. And hug people. And, uh, you know, a lot of people in my life have uh, challenges that I can't fix. But I I can be their friend. I can speak the word over their lives. I can speak to the gift on their behalf. And give the gift of the the love of God to them and the Lamb of God to them. But 
um, we have to know how to gift ourselves to each other. Look at it says in 1 Peter 4.10. It says, as each one has received a gift. How many, believe, how many of you believe you're gifted? As each one has received a gift. Minister it, it says. Minister it one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. In other words, the favor of the Father, the, the unmerited goodness that God has bestowed upon us in His grace. That's what's equipped us in, in, in our giftedness, but also it's what enables us to, to pass on this kind of this kind of love. This is what I find uh, uh, in all of our mission work around the world. I mean, like right now, we've got all kinds of things happening in, in Lebanon uh, with all the Syrian refugees and uh, all kinds of situations. And it's 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 beautiful. It's 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 beautiful in the midst of tremendous pain, tremendous suffering, and yet there's something very very beautiful about the grace of God in such messes of life. And I think about, you know, not just other places on the planet where we're serving and working and have campuses and teams, but I think even my own little world. Yes. My own little world, my own family tree, the, 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 the complications, you know, the brokenness yeah. of, the, of, the, of the Hershey gene, genealogy tree. Huh? The, it, and yet the grace of God's ever-present. Working in the brokenness of all of us. And uh, this, this, is, this is what to me is indescribable. That God's love for all of us at every pain point of life is enough to triumph and, and, and to reign. So I just want to encourage you today, the importance of God's grace for you, the importance of God's grace for me is, uh, is, uh, is enough. It's, it's extreme and it's evident. And it's very, very, very powerful. You know, the Bible talks about a lot about the different gifts we've all been given. You know, it says you can't say to the hand in 1 Corinthians 12. Remember that passage? You know, you can't say to one part of the, the body, you're not needed or I'm more important. And, and we, have to, we have to be comfortable in life. I have a situation. In fact, I'll talk a little bit about it tonight. We've had some challenges with some of our campuses recently with just terrible flooding and issues and... Anyway, to make a long story short, um, you know, I mean, just massive expense and uh, tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars. And it really, really, really irritated me and uh, uh, made, me, made me frustrated. But you know what I, I found in all my misery, in all the challenges, in all the problems? I found God bringing such unique people into my world that have amazing gifts and their giftedness was like an answer to prayer, but it's like indescribable. It's, it's, it's like the people, you know, that you wouldn't select with your own thinking. It, it's, it's a supernatural intervention of just the blessing of the Lord. And that's what the Lord wants to do with all of us. He just wants to put us in a place where we have no other confidence but Him. We have no, no other help but Him. And, and to be confident that He is enough. For all things. And uh, this is what we're finding with all of our work around the world. This is what I'm finding in my own personal life with, with my family. Uh, and this is what I know God's grace is enough for you. So don't be discouraged. Don't be overwhelmed. The grace of God is enough for each one of you. God gave Jesus as a gift to us. 
So receive of his love. In fact, let's just lift your hands to heaven or put your hands over your heart. Father, we just take a moment. We receive your love this morning. Jesus, you love us completely. You favor us abundantly. And you bless us eternally. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are gifted to us. Righteousness is gifted to me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. It's a beautiful, Lord, I I receive by faith. Thank you, Lord, for opening my heart to believe. Thank you for the faith of God that I possess. Thank you for the love of God that I possess this day. Thank you for the view I have of my world today. I see everything through the redeeming lens of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Thank you that everything looks good in Christ. Jesus, you're working, you're working, you're working on behalf of our loved ones. You're working on behalf of those, Father, that you've called us into their world, into their lives. Father, for deliverance, for healing, for wholeness, for well-being, for victory, Father. We thank you for the grace of God. We thank you, Jesus, that you gift us back to the Father. We thank you that you're not ashamed of us. We thank you that you see us according to yourself. You see us according to your righteousness. We are in you. You gift us back to the Father, righteous and blameless and holy. Thank you, Father, for everything you're doing in us and through us. Thank you for what you're doing in this great church, Heart of the Bay, Father. I thank you so much. For this time together in the word today in Jesus' name. And all God's people said? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Can you do that?